of uh, Taylor Hawkins hit us like almost right after we signed off with Chris Bollinger here, uh, Captain Sexy and I, Sean, we uh, were interviewing uh, Machine Man Records, uh, Chris Bollinger, and uh, we were hit with that uh, nasty, horrible fact factoid that um, Taylor Hawkins was dead. We still don't know why. Uh, we're only about uh, three and a half hours into this. Um, because that's, you know, when we record. So, uh, yeah, if we're not acknowledging it on this episode, it's because it, it was freaking fresh and um, uh, one less happy place in the universe for music. Um, for me, uh, definitely Sean, and um, uh, I'm feeling it with the music community. Um, yeah, Taylor, uh, been listening to him. Uh, this is weird. He was about my age. Um when he was in that stupid band with Alanis Morissette, we used to joke around and say, oh man, who's the good looking drummer, man? Look at that, Brad Pitt on drums, look at that guy. He's better than that band. And he was, he, he fucking was. And um, it's been proven because one, one of the best drummers in the world found him and made him the drummer in his own band. And uh, he's dead, we don't know why yet. I'm sure on the next episode we'll acknowledge it. But this one, I just wanted a preemptive, uh, do a little preemptive strike here and, and yeah, of course we're acknowledging it. I don't know how to yet. I don't know how to process that yet. It sucks. Uh, we have tickets. <laughs> Those tickets are also about five hours old. All right. Um, more when we know more. But uh, let me tell you something. What's coming up here is very special. Chris Bollinger. Uh, we're going to turn this around, actually. I, I don't want to put you in a mood. <laughs> I'm always in a mood. And now I'm putting you in a mood. But no, get out of the mood. We got some good stuff here, heavy-hitting stuff. You know what? If you're angry, good. Feel it. Be angry. Be upset. We're going to give you some reason to be upset. <laughs> no. We're going to give you um, fuel for that fire um, with Machine Man Records, Industrial Metal, Rock. And, uh, there's yeah, and definitely techno. and uh, We'll call it electro-rock music. Um, and Chris is really good at that. And we, uh, we want to thank him. And that's why he's coming on board. It's just we got hit, you know, freaking sideswipe with this. He would agree with that. So I uh, just wanted to acknowledge, yes, we know about about Taylor Hawkins, and we're going to acknowledge that in a future episode. Uh, but, hey, 
um, music prevails, and uh, we're going to move on here. And thank you for listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. I am Theo from Morgenstern, and you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. Good evening. How are you out there in Radio Land? How are you, Mr. Sean? Captain Sexy, are you here? Are you here with us? I I, I am. I'm here. I'm here. I'm actually here at my house, though. This is remote. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it remote. And right um, I'm not in my car this time, and I have a good set of headphones on, so <laughs> I shouldn't have the uh, fading out like we had in our previous episode. Well, I want to say your recommendation, uh, well, a couple of things, but I do want to say I saw Spidey. I like the Spider-Man. I thought that was good. Did you see it? I have not. Okay, no. see it? It's good for the old school folks, too. All right, if you didn't see it, we won't talk about it. You know, I, I'm really curious about something, too. I don't know where you are with Anthony Kiedis these days. I'm, I think he'd be uh, either an incredible interview or the worst interview you could ever have, depending on his mood and if he liked you. Um, I think he could be gone in 60 seconds from the onset if he doesn't like how things go, because he has to go practice his Celtic linguistics. <laughs> well, I, I, well, honestly, I've never really followed Anthony Kiedis very closely. I was never a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan, and um, I, I, I'm, I'm only familiar with their hits, and if I tried to listen to an album, I got very bored very quickly outside of the hits. So Ooh, well, That's a rough assessment if I ever heard one. Um, I honestly, uh, everybody will say um, a certain album. Everybody has a favorite. For me, it ended with Mother's Milk. I still love Mother's Milk. Uh, but the, what I'm referencing here is, have you heard Black Summer yet, the new release? I have, and I do not. Yeah, why is he talking with uh, an Irish accent? Or is it just... What is he doing? I have doing? no idea. What, what, what is Sorry. happening? <laughs> the, do the dog is yelling at the neighbor, probably. <laughs> All right, hey. Folks, friends, and fiends, we are doing this thing called Kettle Whistle Radio. Things are happening, and they're happening quick around here. And I apologize for delays in shows. There's a lot going on, and there's a lot more to come. And we're getting bigger and bigger all the time. And iHeartRadio folks, welcome once again. And uh, even Sean doesn't know some updates because he's missed a few episodes. <laughs> but, I, I, I apologize for that. Uh, yeah, but uh, what do you think of Christopher Lloyd and Mandalorian coming up in the new season? I I actually just heard that, and um, I, uh, well, I, I'm eagerly anticipating the new season. I, I actually, at the end of the last season, um, we had some, like, trial with Disney+, Plus and I canceled it, and, um, mm -hmm. of course, I need to go back for The Mandalorian, but Obi-Wan Kenobi is really why I kind of want to go back. Oh, yeah. That looks good. It looks, it's going to be fun. Um, I heard, I don't follow, I really don't find follow the fan stuff, and I don't blog and listen and read bloggers and all the bullshit. I do this. This is quite enough for me. But um, I heard Maul, Darth Maul is out, and uh, we have Hayden Christensen in the Vader role. Is it true that Maul is completely out of this series now? Do you know anything? I'm pretty sure I heard that he is out of okay. the series. I can go with that. I'm okay with that. Let's finish old business. The man's, uh, well, he got cut in half, motherfuckers. All right, so anyway, back to music. Now, right now, I don't know if you guys are listening or if you are listening to any alternative radio because I've been uh, turning away from metal for a while. I'm getting a little tired of the growling, even though, I, you know, hey, I love death metal. I love some bands, but I like it when they use that tool for their own and it makes their sound. But when everybody's doing it, 
and it's all over Sirius XM, I turn toward alternative rock again um, until, you know, somebody strikes me, and sometimes they do just strike me. Uh, but alt-listening alt right now, I have a good song list I've been playing. If you have alternative radio anywhere in your house for the past six months, you can't avoid um, Cannons. Um, I This is my new crush, Michelle Joy, lead singer. Um, if you haven't heard the song Fire For You or Bad Dream, uh, the the girl is a sultry singer and soulful as well, and brings back some really old disco riffs and puts this really cool bass vibe and very roller skating conducive, <laughs> if you will. Have you What's heard cannons? Name? Cannons, like like the weapon, like what I'm aiming at. You like C A N O N cannon, cannons. Yeah, yeah you got it, man. C A N N O N S. I'm gonna see them. Uh, they are one of the bands opening that day um, at the Wow Fest in Ohio. Uh, you're gonna laugh, but don't laugh too hard. Uh, we got Duran Duran tickets. And they are closing out that day, and Cannons is on right before them, so I get a, a double whammy there. I get to see Cannons and and my significant other, Ms. D. She uh, is happy to see the Durannies, who are getting into the Hall of Fame. Aren't you excited about that, Sean? I know you are. I'm very excited about that. I'm uh, I'm a very I'm a huge Duran Duran fan. So. You're you're completely lying to me right now, right? No, I'm not lying to you at all. Really? See, you're not sitting in <laughs> yeah. front of me. I can't tell. Um, wait, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you've not. been in my house and you're a Duranny, and the wife doesn't know this. I'm a secret Duranny. Yep. Well, there you go, folks. See, it happens to metalheads too. And we put down death metal, and we're talking about Duran Duran. We are losing our testicles here, folks. I'm not sure what's happening. <laughs> slowly but alt rock radio right now i'm telling you man uh there's some good songs um they went with the funk again too and this is a, this is why i brought up duran duran on his show simon Lebon has his own show on x serious xm called whoosh whoosh and it's him and his uh i guess one of his uh label mates this girl that i, I think is a promoter that's been with him forever forget her name uh she well he simon picked the band falls as one of his picks of the week f-o-a-l-s not a new band uh but a fantastic band and they um have a song called wake me up and it just brings the funk it brings funk back into rock it's kind of cool didn't really go away but you got to look for it these days and if you're into funk i also dig the band there's a long long name for a band i don't know how but they found me okay uh, Leave Me Alone is the song, and I really dig that one a lot. Um, that's a, Have you heard any of these bands that I'm mentioning right now? I've heard of Foles. I've never listened to their music, um, but I, I've not heard of the other bands, so I'm definitely going to check them out. These are just songs I'm picking out. Cannons, I'd say everything is good for them. Foles is hit or miss on songs, uh, depending on what you like. If you like the funk, they don't always play the funk. Uh, Chapstick, the song by Coin. I like the band Coin. That's another funky song that's out there right now. It's funny, these bands are picking up the funk where the Chili Peppers kind of reintroduced it to us after their George Clinton error, and uh, then they lost the funk somehow. I guess you know they're capable of it. I realize you're, now I know, you're not a Chili Peppers fan at all. I'm so, not. I, I was always more of a Fishbone fan. That's a good thing. And they, I mean, they, they toured together, and I think they got a lot of their vibe from Fishbone and vice versa. Uh, okay, then I got one that's more your style, and mine as well. Turnstile. I've talked about them in the past. Have you heard the song? Mystery by Turnstile. I want to say I have heard that, that song, but mm -hmm. I'm definitely, I would have to give it another listen. Hardcore band, and they are playing a more of a grunge error punk-ish song on Mystery. The rest of their stuff's pretty hard and heavy in your face. 
Uh, they're a band I'd love to see live. I think you'd like them too. So, all right. Well, what are you listening to, man? Uh, you were throwing something at me earlier and uh, it blew me away. So we got to talk about this band. You were- well, there's a, there's a couple bands on um, Machine Man Records who were, uh, were about to interview Chris from there. Yeah. That's and right. uh, he's got a couple artists that really caught my ear on his label, um, two, two of which are uh, one band from Massachusetts is called Isolated Antagonist. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely machine metal music. I, I don't, you just have to hear it. And, and the other band is No Names from Australia. We played them. Um, yeah, they're from, it looks like Goulburn, Australia. Mm. And t- to me, they're like a uh, they're like a cross between um, Red Harvest, Godflesh, and Screw. Oh damn! Um, that's awesome. Hopefully, that's, hopefully that's not offensive because I love all those artists. Well, and, um, I'm here to offend. You could be the, the good cop today, as usual. <laughs> uh, Man, they are they are heavy, good, and really really good. As uh, Captain Sexy said, we're going to have Chris Bollinger on, and I wonder if it's Bollinger, and I'm going to destroy another name, but I think it's Bollinger, and I just like how Bollinger sounds. So Chris Bollinger's coming on from Machine Man Records, and he has been giving us a lot of content in the past two years, I'd say, maybe three. Um, And borderline techno, industrial, metal, Um, but these are real bands, and uh, he's going to tell us more about them. But you, so you went, you dug deeper and found some other bands because we have four that we're going to play tonight. And you found these other ones just going on their site. Yeah, they have a Bandcamp artist page, and um, I checked it out there. Hmm. Okay. Very cool. Uh, well, so what else is going on in your world, man? Um, you sent me a text with all the things going wrong with you. Uh, maybe that comes with the age, uh, but you're younger than me. Some of that stuff, you should survive. Yeah, we, we won't get into that. <laughs> we won't yeah. get into any of that. <laughs> right, we've all been there. I, I've had some craziness. Uh, uh, well, yeah, a lot of craziness lately. Um, yeah. Uh, so let's see what else we got going on here. Oh, 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 oh. Gross Fest is coming up, I believe, May 1st. If you want to join me, uh, I'm going to have a table there with Christine Saltis. Um, this is an outdoor event, vending, lots of horror, memorabilia, books, movies, toys you name it games there's gonna be a lot of vendors there in the back of what used to be someone else's bar which is now the willow inn in castle shannon it's back to that again so if you're a local folks if you're, i believe it's free to get in so yeah it's for the fans and the vendors think you can make that possibly it depends on the date i think we were looking to go on vacation in may sometime so all right We'll have to sync up on the date. That's all right. I got plenty of events coming up, so I'll get you on one of them. Uh, let's see. I'll tell you what I really want to go to, which we've been planning to go to, is uh, the Mothman Fest. I am going to that. I am working that with Miss Taddy. I told you that. Well, here it's not your fault. That's been canceled for three years. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I was going to say it got canceled. Yeah, yeah. So it's back on and really back on. We're doing it. It's September, folks, so we got some time before that happens. And that's going to be, I just can't wait to do it because it's so historical there. And, and right now, uh, you know, for Uncle Traveling, I'm sorry, Aunt Traveling Matt, uh, also known as Heather Taddy, she's in Omaha right now filming something. I don't have an update because I'm not allowed to say everything, even though this is not her, uno- this is her unofficial fan club right here. And she's not real good at updating. 
But anyway, uh, <laughs> good about keeping that stuff close to close to the vest because yeah. I know that you have inside knowledge on what's going on with her, and and you won't you won't even share it with me. So <laughs> it's not my fault because if, if something I, gets, I would share it with you. There's stuff that some of it's just boring though, but you know. Um, but I took her to the airport and she went to Omaha, and I don't know what's happening next, so she's not back yet. But there should be some TV event that we can talk about. Until then. Um, hit up her Instagram because she does keep. You can see what she's doing right now that I, I probably could announce, but she, you know, go to go to Heather Taddy's Instagram and check out uh, what she's doing. It is interesting. I believe she's had some ghost chasing um, episodes. I, when I asked her yesterday how are things going, she said really good. So hopefully she'll have some reports and some ghostesses we can talk about. Um, other events, Foo Fighters. We are going. Are you getting tickets for that? I'm not sure. Um, my wife would definitely like to go, but if it's a weeknight, that then that's just off because, um, you know, of course she runs her own business, and uh, you know, she uh, that that would be you know impossible. So that'd be kind of bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm almost done reading, and I'm gonna let you borrow "Dark Days" by Randall Bly, lead singer of Lamb of God. It is one of the it is the best rock book I've read, and I've read dozens. You need to read this. This is about his jail time in Prague and what led to it, the court case, and all the bullshit that happened to him. It's a lot. And boy, let me tell you, if you're having a bad day, you pick up that book, it makes you feel better about your life. <laughs> this poor guy. <laughs> he, really, he didn't ask for any of this shit. Uh, it's a good book. And if you're not familiar with it, he got busted for... Well, well, they got him for manslaughter initially um, when a kid that was persistently getting on stage and trying to stage dive and doing it badly and you know he eventually hit the floor hit his head but got back up okay and continued with the show and everything he got thumbs up from the crowd from his friends and the show continued well whatever happened to him and not unlike what happened with bob saget recently he got that concussion went to bed and there was no foul play you know just uh not looked at when you bang your head like that you can't just lay down and go to sleep um but this kid you know you know, poor kid died, and it was unintentional, nothing, you know, and he was found, of course, not guilty. But what a book, and what a thing that guy went through, man. Jeez. What are you reading? Uh, Right now, I'm actually not reading anything. Really? Oh, I'll let you borrow this yeah. book, then. Yeah, yeah read this. <laughs> uh, all right, so Machine Man Records. We got Chris Bollinger calling in here very shortly here, and uh, we'll get into it with him. And uh, I know you got some interesting questions. I, mostly, it revolves around, I guess there's a certain uh stoic nature to start a label at this period in time even within the past 10 years don't you think i think so yeah i'm, I'm generally just curious about you know the le you know what how do you even decide to launch this and what level of effort goes into it and continued effort and you know all things encompassing that so well we'll get to ask him and uh let's see oh man you went to a certain show and you're being kind of humble about that <laughs> well, you hadn't asked yet. Um, I went to see, uh, so um, I went with uh, my uh, childhood best friend. Um, he's been, uh, you know, my entire life. He's good. You know, we're both around about the same age. And um, my brother, my younger brother, I'm the oldest, of course. And uh, we went to see um, Ministry again. <laughs> but this time they played with Melvin's, the Melvin's, sorry, and Corrosion of Conformity, who I really wanted to see. Um you know, I was never really a huge Melvin's fan, but uh, man, they put on a really great set. Um, you know, uh, forty-five minutes, 
uh, for Corrosion of Conformity, who was the first band. You know, they they played um, a lot of uh, a lot of um, really great music. I wish they had a longer set. Uh, the Melvins, uh, you know, a tight, fast, you know, hour-long set. They were they were pretty great. And then, of course, Ministry. Um, they played mostly uh, the mind is a terrible thing to taste cuts. One of those. You can't have it now. Shut up. Kettle whistle radio. As if Chris just joined us. All right. So, like I said, folks, we have our guest here right now, and this is how I know he know he knows what he's doing, and we don't know what we're doing. He came in covertly. He came in, and he's solid. It sounds great. And we rarely, Sean, my uh, my co-host here, will tell you that. We rarely have guests that can get this thing um, sounding perfect right off the bat. And you're leveled out completely, Mr. Bollinger. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I will actually give props to the wife. Oh. It's her ga- gaming headset that I'm using. We do that here a lot. Our significant others have helped us quite a bit. Uh, and uh, not to mention adding to the shows. Um, but listen, we're, uh, we were talking about Machine Man Records, how, you know, through the years now, two to three, maybe longer than that, you've been giving us excellent content and stuff to play and talk about, and we want to thank you for that. Oh, no problem. Thank you guys for all the support. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, Sean dug a little deeper, too, but we're going to get into that. Um, I guess we to start things off here, um, Machine Man Records and yourself, what is your mindset today, like, uh, before we start this thing? How, how do you feel today? Oh my God! You you mean in life or just with the record label? Both. Oh, dude, I'm extremely exhausted. As I kind of have mentioned in my emails, uh, <laughs> the day job is just killing me. It's just the world in general. You know how it is. Yes. Everybody's just, you know, they're just over overtaxed. Um, and and I'm not going to get into it too too uh, too much here, but I'm <laughs> like an office manager. Okay. So, of course, uh, COVID is killing me even more so because uh, this past Monday, you know, four days ago, we literally reopened our office of 300 people. Holy crap. Oh, man. Yeah. So it's been closed for almost two years. Exactly. And on top of that, I'm closing out another office in Baltimore, Maryland uh, of about 150 people. Holy shit. That's why I couldn't do the call like, you know, oh, a month ago. Oh, man. No, we, we would have given you more time, man. We're, <laughs> seriously. I, I'm just glad you could do this. Um, so, all right. So you did send us some music. We're going to get to that in a little bit. But uh, I know Sean had a similar question. and I, I, I should let him go first. But I, I got to know, like, how hard or, like, what uh, what's it like to start a label even in the past 10 years? Like, what drove you to do uh, that? Um, oh my God, I'm going to have to really shorten this because otherwise <laughs> it's going to be a four hour call. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. But, um, yeah, it's, oh man. I mean, that's kind of like a multi-layer answer there. Uh, what drove me would be, uh, we were, my band Varicella mm-hmm. that, um, is, is mostly me, but I do have a lot of help from my man, uh, Michael Haggerty. He, he gives us, uh, he, he gives me a lot of mixing and mastering support. And then my, um, I guess you call him brother from another mother, 
uh, Chris Pascarelli. He's my guitar player friend. Okay. And, you know, pretty much without him, none of the riffs on Dead is Better would be as good as they are. You know, like, uh, uh, prime example being um, the Obsessed with Flesh Fuck Slave song that I had like a basic, you know, riff and he came in and made it 10 times better. So the way it sounds on that recording is 100% him. Um, but, you know, he like like I would be like the meat and potatoes and he's the sauce on top. You know what I mean? Indeed. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, we were on a previous label. Um, the original owner is an amazing guy. His name is Otto. Uh, up there in like the the Massachusetts area, um, he was amazing. He was great. He uh, left and gave the label to another person, and we did not really like how the label was going and the direction that person took it. Mm-hmm. So we kind of pieced out, and in doing so, I kind of just said, "Hey, you know what? Me, my friend, uh, friends, Michael, my other friend Josh, he does the Retaliative Anger Band." Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was just kind of like, hey, let's, you know, I'm thinking about just doing this, you know, and for us. And then it kind of just spiraled into what it spiraled into. <laughs> That's awesome. No, no, I I can relate to that. Just today I was thinking the same thing because we, uh, Sean and I, you know, we've been at this for a while. And this, this show itself is about between 12 and 15 years old now. And uh, it just kind of, again, it, it became its own monster and started growing new heads. You know, yeah. we went from Gidra to Tiamat. You know, it's it just like I don't. And now it's like I'm not joking with you. And I'll show you analytics. We get on a bad day, 1,500 downloads and listens. So you guys listening out there, thank you. And uh, for the bands that are supporting us, thank you. Uh, you're not wasting your time. And and Chris, you probably at this point, as of January, um, uh, iHeartRadio picked us up. So you get more listens that way too. Oh yeah, I saw your uh, message about that. Again, that's that's amazing news. You know, congrats, guys. It's compounding interest. We got more. There's more coming. Chris, I, I, I actually, Chris, Sean doesn't even know. I'm sorry, Captain Sexy. This is his first show back in a while, so he's he's still got to get filled in on some things. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying some things, right, Sean? What's going on with you, man? That's what you're saying. That, that's what I'm that's saying. That's what you keep saying. I gotta get filled in, but yeah. Well, when you're not singing murder ballads to your dogs, and I, I that's a story exactly. all its own. Uh, that could be a, a actually a, a band for you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I, uh, go ahead, Sean. Are you there? <laughs> I had another one that's yeah. kind of similar, and and I I'm still regretting how cringy cringy it was. Uh oh. But we, it never went anywhere. It was just kind of a name. Originally, it, I mean, it's a joke now. But originally, Varicella was going to be called F-Cubed. And it was going to be uh, Fetal Fist Fuck. <laughs> okay. Uh, any Trent Reznor influences there? <laughs> exactly. Like I said, cringy, man. It's just a joke now. It, it, um, well, you might get some Twitter hits that way. How did you come up with the name Varicella then? <laughs> You know, just to kind of go down that vein. You also um, you could you could attract yeah. the wrong attention too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean the short the short answer is the the job I do. Uh, we publish medical books, so when I was a, uh, I don't know a peon, even though I am a peon still, I'm just a <laughs> office manager peon. But when I was a peon, that's a terrible I was, thing to say about yourself. Uh, hey man, I know my place. <laughs> All right. Well, but, um, all right. I'll give yeah, you that. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. <laughs> For real, though. Um, you know, I was uh, copying a bulk 
and uh, for for a bunch of people, um, and it just was right there in front of me, Barracilla, and I was like, oh, that's interesting, <laughs> and I kind of looked it up, and of course, you know, it's chicken pox is the one is the one version, but then the other version I think is like herpes or some form of herpes, so. Whoa. That was kind of interesting, but it just was a cool name that was kind of, you know, sexy, but also like, you know, just kind of half toxic and dangerous sounding like. Sounds delicious, too, actually. (laughs) Like weird industrial bands or whatever you want to call it. So I just it just stuck. I mean, I had another member that he, he plays a few things on the on the band, but he's mostly, you know, he never really did much, I guess, is the word. Uh, I'm trying to be polite there too, but um, <laughs> we were going to be called uh, a Dark Blue Sky, hmm. and then once one, again, once Pascarelli joined, he didn't like it. He really liked Varicella, so that kind of solidified it, and we just kept on going with that. Well, it's a good name. Actually, that is my favorite of the bunch. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Sean. I cut you off. That's okay. I, I was just saying that I actually like that Dark Blue Sky. I mean, you should be a Definitely could be a song title or an album title or something. Oh, yeah, definitely. It, it actually is a leftover that uh, never got finished for uh, Dead is Better. I think the original album had like 15 songs, but after uh, trying to get it done for six years and recording it in three different places or houses or apartments, whatever you want to say, I kind of just gave up and said, OK, these 10 are done. That's it. Like, I got to put this thing out. <laughs> I understand <laughs> but, you know, that, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm working on finishing a couple of the other ones, and Dark Blue Sky is one of them. And I think next year will be the fifth year anniversary of the release, even though half the songs are, I think, 12 years old at this point. Um, in, in, you know, my, my versions of them, the original versions. So... That's, you know, a, I that's guess that, amazing to me. Oh, artists, like you sit on things for a long time and it gets stale in your eyes, but it's new to everybody else. And by the time you yeah. want to release it, you're you're sick of it. Like you're tired of it. You want to move on. You're already thinking the next thing. I honestly, I mean, the sad part of that is, and, and that's that's where Mike and Chris come in too. Like like I said, Mike is um, a prime example. Dead is better would not sound as good as it does without Mr. Haggerty. Uh, that's, you know, fact. Um, but, you know, because he went to college for that shit, so he knows all that stuff. But, um, you know, it's one of those things where I think Obsessed with Flesh was one of the first songs I wrote. And it's from like 07, maybe, is the original version. Oh, wow. And, I mean, I, I'm the guy that I, I do. I need somebody like Pascarelli to come in and put his, like I said, his sauce on top of my, you know, <laughs> my cooking or whatever you want to call it. You know, and, and his flair, you know, I, I'm OK at some things, but he's obviously a better guitar player than me. And, you know, he knows that. So it's not like it's a factor or it's not like it's a, you know, something hidden from him. But he knows that. And um, he is a really good guitar player. So I'm probably going to boost his ego right now. But to your point, I do. I have a hard I have probably three hard drives right now of full of just shit. I mean, I almost have like a whole I, I probably have three albums sitting upstairs. I just need to, they're in various stages of development. I just need to finish them. Well, well I believe that. Um, uh, Sean, you still with me, brother? 
I'm still here. Okay, I wasn't yeah, sure. I was, we ha- we I have was a stand on mute because there was a dog in the room with me <laughs> and uh, make noise. This but, is uh, this is this so is true. You, you were talking about your friend uh, Michael. It, I see that on uh, your artist page on Bandcamp, I, I believe he had a band called Krebs. Is that still an active band, or is he mostly a solo artist now? Uh, and, and yeah, see, there's, <laughs> hmm. this interview is going to be one of those where it's like, you know, multi-level <laughs> answer. I apologize. Not a problem. He, I, I think somebody said earlier about a Nine Inch Nails reference to something I said. Yeah, that would um, be a fist fuck, I believe. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, okay. No, I mean, that's that, actually a miniature reference. Is it really? Well, I mean, Trent made it <laughs> yeah, bold print. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, that, you know, fetal fist fuck thing was just, I don't know, oh, edgy and cringy bullshit. Um, <laughs> but regarding Nine Inch Nails, he, Krebs, whatever you want to call it, I always like try to describe it to people like Nine Inch Nails. Um, Michael was always the main head honcho with Krebs. Mm-hmm. And he may or may not had have had some like guest stars but he's a really talented musician as well you know he can play guitar um he sings obviously he does synth stuff you know he's got the production and the mixing and mastering down you know and if you go through his uh his discography or crabography or however you want to say it uh you know you can see his pro- progression i guess as he went through whatever with college and got better and better and then graduated um I forget where he went, but he went somewhere in Philly. And honestly, half of his old stuff isn't even on Bandcamp. He kind of keeps telling me that it he just, you know, it just wasn't that good. So he doesn't really want it out there. Um, but I still have it and I, I still listen to it. And he's, you know, he's a great guy. Um, he so, yeah, so he basically I guess he just kind of got tired of being. Krebs and being one person anyway. So he kind of just wanted to put his name out there instead of a band, even though the band was him anyway. Does that make sense? It does. Artists are complicated. <laughs> well, yeah, we are. It makes sense. But also, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. It makes perfect sense. No, I, that actually was not a foreign idea to me. I got you. Yeah. And then I think also there was an issue with another band who was called Krebs, and there was a DJ uh, Krebs. Maybe. Yeah. I, I'm not really sure, but it was like causing issues with like Spotify. Oh, yeah. Like syncing up albums and sometimes other people's albums would appear on his Spotify, you know, all that dumb stuff. So I think part of that was was one of the main reasons he, he kind of made that decision a few years ago. Um, and he does have one single out that came out last year. Uh, the one I gave you guys, you know, I guess... Mm-hmm. secret secrets revealed at this point i don't know <laughs> you know whatever you want to call it uh i mean i already kind of revealed some stuff about varicella that i've never told anybody yes you um, did. <laughs> but the song i gave you uh you know um but yeah about the varicella fifth year kind of stuff uh the song i gave you is is not even released yet he literally just gave that to me like two days ago and um so, I mean, you guys are like the first ones to hear it, play it, whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't even have a release date yet. I, I don't even think I've really worked on getting it out there. So, you know, <laughs> you guys are the first ones for real. But um, 
after that, I think he may have another single and then he's working on the full album. It's just, you know, life gets in the way. Yes, it does. It absolutely does. Um, I want to give everybody a little flavor of uh, Varicella, uh, you, of course. Uh, Dead is Better, which is the one that I've been jamming. I was jamming in my car um, pretty much yesterday and today. Good tune, man. Um, yeah. But well, I'm, I still apologize for that. I mean, I'm glad... <laughs> I'm glad you like it, but I'm sorry. <laughs> no, not no. I know you apologize. That's pretty funny. You're worse than me. Um, so, uh, hey, uh, Captain Sexy, you got something before we uh, introduce folks to "Dead Is Better"? I think this is a this is a good uh, segue to the to the music. Okay. Yeah, I think we got some kind of delay with you, but I'll I'll work on that later. Um, okay. So we'll get into uh, the, this. I guess is this considered a new song from Varicella, Chris? You're fine. I, there is no song on the album called that. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if anybody knows, but it's actually a reference to Pet Cemetery. Oh, that's great. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, there it is better. That was, uh, yeah. What's his name? Yeah. Uh, Herman Munster said that. Yes. Yeah. That's that's where it came from. I mean, that's it was originally going to be sometimes like dot, 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 that is better. But again, Pascarelli just thought, call it that is better. Let's just go with that. Very and I was cool. like, all right, cool, man. So obsessed with flesh is the tune, and uh, that is. Uh, are we debuting this for real? Uh, that's one of the other ones you gave us. No, that's the Michael Haggerty one. Right. I was talking about. I'm sorry. That's cool, confusion. dude. Not at all, man. No, we were talking about Michael Haggerty before you came on. Uh, Sean has a, a couple of questions about that actually, but let's get into your tune right now, obsessed with flesh, and we'll get back right back here with Machine Man Records, Chris Bollinger. Very honored to have him here today, and thanks for listening, folks. No one had a bad taste. It was all very good. No one had a bad taste. It was all very good. No one had a bad taste. It was all very good.
one had a bad trip. It was all very good. Hi, this is Martin Atkins from Public Image Limited, Killing Joke, Ministry, Nine Inch Nails, Pig Face and the Damage Manual and Murder Inc. and Brian Brain. And you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. And we're back, folks. I was obsessed with Flesh Varicella. And is that going to be on an EP, an album? How does that work out? Um, that, that one's already on the Dead is Better album. Okay. And uh, like, like I was kind of saying earlier, my scatterbrain is everywhere, so it Me probably too. didn't make any sense to the average person. Um, that came out of almost, I think it was 2018. Okay. So almost five years ago, um, uh, um, um, what I was sort of saying earlier was, <laughs> which again, I, I guess is, you know, world premiere on your show. Um, <laughs> I'm working it. with Michael to do like a, a remaster kind of, and add a bunch of additional songs that were never finished five years ago, uh, to the, to hopefully release next year again for like a fifth anniversary, uh, like expanded edition. I don't know what you want to call it. That's cool. Um, and it, it will have that song we were kind of talking about, uh, Dark Blue Sky. Um, there's another song. Uh, shit, I can't even remember half the titles. But um, I'm slowly working on just cleaning them up, getting them to where they were, and to getting them more on par with what Michael and I did, or I'll just call him Mike. Mike and I did with Dead is Better five years ago. Um but, you know, don't quote me on any of this. Shit can happen. You know, like I said, life happens. But that's the plan, at least. And, you know, I guess the 10 songs, 11, if you include the bonus track, uh, you know, it'll probably turn into like 14, maybe 15 songs, kind of like an expanded edition. Yeah, cool. Oh, more so would that just be a, a remaster of the, uh, the original recordings? Yeah, yeah. He... Um, I think the I think the downside is I think he lost all of his settings, transitioned from like his old Mac to one of those new M1 Macs. He, he got that recently. So we're going to probably just have to like redo it and hope that it's, you know, either better or on par with what, what he did five years ago. Um, I'm not really going to mess with the mixing part. I might clean a few things up. There's a couple songs. That's why I was joking and apologizing earlier. There's a couple songs I'm not super happy with how they turned out. So I'm like the Obey song. I, I really hate the mixing on that. It just doesn't convey what I was trying to go for properly. Um, Obsessed with Flash, uh, We Belong Dead. Like some of those are one of the best that we did, like mixing and mastering. I, I wish everything sounded like that. Um, like I might redo the sound of four. I don't really like how my vocals are, uh, I guess, you know, super deep and you can't really understand what I'm saying. Well, sometimes you do have to kill your babies. I'm getting a little disturbed with how many, how often I have to say that. This is the second episode in the row that I'm talking about dead babies. We, we had an HP Lovecraft show prior to this. It was really awkward. Um, but I did get to ask the, <laughs> I had, I did get to ask the question I've always wanted to ask. And you, you guys may have not have thought of this, but somewhere in your head, you probably did when you're watching movies and wondering about casting. Um, and I got to ask a horror director in an HP Lovecraft movie, where do you get, how do you borrow 
a baby, an infant for a sacrificial scene in an H.P. Lovecraft movie. Who signs their kid up for that? I actually got to ask. <laughs> I got to ask that question. There's there was an answer. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't. It, the answer was not really liked by some of my listeners. <laughs> I got some uh, flack, but that, that hey, what are you gonna do? It's it's all superficial to me. Um, speaking of, speaking of Lovecraft, yeah. Uh, can I ask? Uh, did you guys have you ever heard of this movie called The Empty Man? Oh, I enjoyed that film. I'm glad to hear you say that. Yeah. That is an amazing film. Yeah, under the radar, too. And the soundtrack, too. Um, I can't stop listening to it. And honestly, that's some of the stuff I'm sort of half doing now, sitting on a, a hard drive somewhere is, you know, horror movie soundtrack score shit like that. The Empty Man. Uh, Sean, yeah, Sean, check that one out. I I, I actually, I, I've had that in queue to watch that, but I, I've not, I've not you know, made it a point to go and watch it. So I'll have to know. Well, now you remind me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very good. It's very slow, very atmospheric. Um, it's long. It's like maybe two and a half hours, but it's, it's very good. It's, it's, uh, you know, I, I would probably put it with in the mouth of madness from John Carpenter as like one of the best Lovecraftian movies. That's not like a Lovecraft movie, you know, or something. That's what I like to hear. I love that one. Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's very good cosmic horror, you know. I'm into that. Now, I know Sean is. Actually, Sean, you've seen In the Mouth of Madness, correct? Oh, that that's actually one of my favorite movies. I um, thought so. I love Sam Neill in that movie. So. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. He's great. <laughs> he is great in that. Oh, I love it. Uh, just before you came on, Chris, uh, I, Sean, we were discussing uh, a show he just went to. Normally, we would see this together, but the, the powers that be in life, uh, we just didn't do it. But... Uh, Sean, you want to reiterate what show you just saw? Because I'm curious to see what Chris's reaction is to that. Well, um, you know, so David and I met at a ministry show, and I just went to the recent ministry show here in Pittsburgh. And, um, of mm. course, there, there's been multiple iterations of this uh, this uh, tour. And um, what we ended up with was, is um, Corrosion of Conformity, the Melvins, and Ministry, which was originally dubbed the industrial strength tour and i think they kind of kept that sort of title in some of in some of their marketing materials but um they played mostly the uh mind is you know the the um primary track from the mind is a terrible thing to taste and in the land rape and honey Mm. and um you know i didn't i didn't really go in as a melvin's fan i've listened to the melvin's before but uh mm-hmm. they played a really they played a really cool set i thought and um I'm, i've always been a corrosion of conformity fan so oh, yeah i definitely i definitely enjoyed their set but okay. uh da- dave and i met in 2017 at a ministry concert that's and right. um you know that's how i i uh became co-host on this show it is and uh, but Dave, Dave didn't have the opportunity to go and see that, so I, very, I, uh, I took my brother and my uh, childhood best friend. I have a very strange skill set for a co-host. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, ministry had to be a huge influence on you. You guys, uh, I'm pretty sure, you, didn't you do Land of Rape and Humpany? Honey? We played it. We played Land of Rape, Rape and Honey. Humpany! From you guys, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, about a year ago, I think. I, and and Sean, yeah, I just wanted to say uh, you're correct. I, th- I think originally it was supposed to be like KMFDM and Ooh, and wow. uh, somebody else, a lo- maybe Frontline Assembly alongside a ministry. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah, I think shit and I changed. Was, it did. I was really upset when Frontline got cut from the tour, and I was borderline gonna boycott ministry. But um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, you know of course uh, um, 
Frontline was going to have Tim Scold play guitar uh, yes. and do oh, um, stuff on that. And I guess he's still going to tour with them. They they have a tour set up for the United States. And um, I was actually going to say that earlier. I was never. I had never really listened to your friend Michael Haggerty's music before, and I just happened to throw on that track before this interview, and there was War, um, which I think was a, a more recent single. Yes. And, um, boy, I got to tell you, that song really reminds me of like a – and I hope this isn't offensive to, to Michael, but I I really was like, I kinda wow, this is. sounds like, like a scold song <laughs> to me. Yeah, he, he, he gets that a lot with like uh, – I think it's cer- his vocal. Yeah, exactly. And I, I've said that to him too. Like he, he gets it with certain songs. Like I guess when he gets in a, a pitch or a, a range, I'm not sure – but it's it's funny you say that because yeah you're not the only one, and some of his other older Krebs stuff was very you know he was heavily inspired by Frontline Assembly. Yeah, man, I wonder where Tim Scold sits with all this. Um, I wasn't going to talk about it, but I was watching the, the documentary on HBO, uh, Evan Rachel Wood and her. <laughs> oh yeah. Where do you think Tim Scold falls into all this with Manson? He probably just broke away from him too, I guess. As far as I understand, I mean, I, I haven't watched the documentary and I'm, uh, I honestly haven't kept up with everything going on. I'll just call them allegations. Right. Um, right, right. But, you know, it's disappointing either I, way. Yeah. And, you know, I'm the type where I'll separate the person from the music or, hmm. you know, the actor from the movie. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still rocking Antichrist Superstar and it's almost, you know, what, 30 years later. So, oh, yeah. whatever. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's still a great solid record. Exactly. Totally. I mean, um, really? And uh, but to to your question, uh, David, uh, yeah, ministry is a very big influence on me yeah. um, personally. Um, I, I know Pascarelli likes them, but he's uh, I don't know exactly where they fall on his like radar. Like like I think for industrial bands, like they're they're maybe like top 10, but he was more of a Manson fan. Hmm. Um, and Jesus, I don't know if it ever actually got I can't remember what if it actually got released or not. But we did cover 1996. Um and it was supposed to be on some sort of compilation, but I, I think that fell through. I, I don't remember. Um, and that's a, another thing that I'm trying to do. I have all these covers that we were doing live. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to like fix them up well, and cool. put out some sort of covers EP too. Oh, we love cover EPs. That's fun. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but that's, you know, it's fucking killing me too. Um, ooh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> you can fucking um, say whatever you want. Don't worry about it. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I forgot to ask before we started. Um, nah, I don't worry about it. Hey, but yeah, Chris, so, I got a question. Go ahead. What What was your gateway into this kind of music? For me personally, it was ministry. Oh man, um, it's tough because I was, uh, I'm 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 almost forty, so I was born in '82. Um, so I mean, I grew up with a lot of this too. But if it's not ministry, it's probably White Zombie because good stuff. You know, I I'm pretty sure. I heard uh, like Thundercast and Black Sunshine, but when it came out, I would have been maybe like 10. And I know for a fact, you know, just the way it blew up, more human than human was everywhere. So Mm -hmm. I know for a fact that was in my life. (laughs) And um, I'm pretty sure I had the CD. 
And then I think I went backwards and bought, you know, La Sex. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just maybe seeing Ministry in like Hardwired, or I'm sorry, Hardware, the movie Hardware. Oh yeah. And just and just not knowing it was them. Uh, maybe seeing NWO on like MTV, but not really knowing who it is. So I'm I'm not really sure because I was like ten, you know, maybe twelve. That makes me wonder. Um, that makes me wonder, Sean. Too. Uh, we had um, we we had the guys from Screw on here, and uh, oh my god, I love them. Uh, yeah, we well, uh, Mr. Grossman was on, and he was a, a, a wonderful guest. But I learned during the interview <laughs> that um, they were in AI. Um, that that is yes, that's him. He's there with playing with Ministry, and uh, Sean wasn't yes. wasn't he called in that day, Sean or something like. Because somebody dropped out and he had to go do the shoot for Spielberg's movie. Uh, no, um, I think you know the way that Ministry got pulled into that that was um, I think Stanley Kubrick actually was supposed to originally oh. do that, and okay. then yes. um, and, and then um, Steven Spielberg made the movie, but um, Stanley Kubrick I think had originally commissioned Ministry to I believe do that. the film or something okay. like that, but. But how Adam Grossman got involved was he he was actually making an album with Ministry, and um, it was it was shortly after there must have been some kind of falling out because um, a lot of the tracks that he worked on he either didn't get credit for for that animosity animosity album mm-hmm. whatever the, the it's like yeah. four words of animosity Manina or something yeah. Great, yeah, great album. either Adam didn't get credit or the songs that he worked on got cut or whatever. Oh, but man. anyway, there was a, yeah. there was a falling out there between Al and Adam. But uh, yeah, anyway, I think he Adam's cool only dude. on like two tracks, maybe on that al- on that album. Yeah, yeah. But somewhere. you're right. That's around when like Paul left. So I think Al just had a falling out with everybody, so to speak. According to his book, it, it certainly seems that way. When you read the book, there was definitely a falling out, but nothing in particular. He didn't say anything in particular about Adam Grossman, just that there was something. And Adam Grossman, you know, he was just a, he was just a, I don't know, a nice guy and kind of humble that he was, you know, had a part in it. And we always welcome him back. The new Screw stuff he had put out not too long ago was pretty good too. I don't know if you picked up yeah, on that. Yeah, it was. It was different, uh, I think, because he didn't do vocals. Yeah, it's as more far metal. as I understand, he just did guitar. Yeah. It was more of a metal album than industrial this time, but they were kind of going that route yeah. in some albums, you know? And oh, I'm... totally. Um, but I'll say, you know, uh, I mean, every album's a little different, but those yeah. first two albums, oh. oh my God, classic shit that, yes, that also influenced Faricilla and, you know, uh, I'd love to do a little bit more of a, I don't know what you want to call it, like metal, metal with uh program drums kind of industrial and maybe some synth in the background um i'd love to do a little bit more of that i was saying to dave earlier uh before uh uh, we were recording our intro um you actually have a band on your label from australia called no names yes and um Mm -hmm. my god they're so good they're so good um i was explaining to dave that in my opinion they're kind of a you know i i hear a a a crossbreed of like obviously i think god flesh and uh i i would say definitely a little bit of screw probably in the Mm -hmm. vocals and also red harvest i don't know if you ever listened to that i i know of red harvest um i don't want to say like i don't know some of it just didn't gel with me 
might be the right yeah. word. Um, but you're right. Uh, God flesh, definitely. I think maybe a little screw in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, God flesh too. I mean, that's a, an influence on Varicilla. Um, I, uh, we have a fan from Amsterdam. Uh, his name is Jimmy. Um, he always goes to God flesh <laughs> with, uh, influence for, uh, the dead is better album. But like, I, I wasn't consciously thinking of it. You know, I was more trying to do like land of rape and honey or the mind kind of like those kind of albums from ministry, like maybe a little bit of like Astro creep in there, but that was where I my think that comes across. I, yeah, I hear that yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know. That was where my head was at. So I guess maybe subconsciously Godflesh came out because I, I, I do hear some stuff. Uh, shit. I can't even think of it, but it's like <laughs> towards the, the end of the album of street cleaner, like there's some stuff he does <laughs> and maybe it's the vocals I do or the vocal effects I do. I don't know what the word is. Obviously, you know, Godflesh has more of like the hardcore kind of vocals and then the effects so it's a little bit heavier than ministry. And, mm-hmm. and I think my stuff is a little bit more like, like that, like, like, uh, Justin. Yeah. Um, so are you using like an eventide or is are you all software for the effects or? Oh uh, yeah, it's all software. Um, when we did play live shows, uh, cause Jesus Christ, I think it's been five plus years since I played a live show. Um, too much shit going on, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Um, <laughs> uh, I did have, <laughs> yeah. And I think honestly, I'm going to, I'm probably going to come off like an asshole, but honestly, I kind of just got tired of like only playing to the other bands and their girlfriends, uh, you know, like I'm putting on, I, I'm putting on a, a $300 show mm-hmm. for, you know, a bar and I'm not getting paid and, you know, there's only three people in the audience and they're probably like the bartender and the mixing guy. So like, I mean, I'm up there running lights. I'm, I'm playing guitar. I'm doing vocals. I'm doing drums. I'm doing keyboards, you know, like sometimes all at the same damn time, you know, and it just kind of got, I don't know. It just wore me out, I guess is the word. I get it. I get it. Absolutely. Uh, Well, let's give them another taste here. Uh, I want to give them some Michael Haggerty right now into the glow. Can we do that one? Thank you. Yeah. Yes. That's the premiere, guys. Everybody, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. No, we're honored to play Into the Glow, Michael Haggerty from Machine Man Records. We're here with Chris Bollinger, and we're going to get right back to him after this. Hope you enjoy it. Let us know what you think, folks.
I'm not afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. Uh, you know, um, so ministry quickly led to Skinny Puppy, led to Frontline Assembly, you know, and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, went fully down the rabbit hole of all the the Chicago bands and the Canadian bands and, you know, which led to the German bands and, you know, it just, yep. yeah. Yeah, no, I was just listening, man, because we go down, we do this to each other because, you know, we both have the same taste, but then we also go different ways. Um, we, I just discovered today, tonight, earlier recording that Sean is a Duran Duran fan. I, <laughs> I used to hate them in high school and then gradually Power Station, I got into that. I learned how to play a lot, That the whole album, I have the songbook sitting right next to me and I, I learned how to play some of that stuff. And then I, 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 I said, the, I, I heard Notorious by Duran Duran and I liked it. I bought the 45, and then I moved. I, I at that point in my life, I was listening to Megadeth, Slayer, Metallica, Pantera. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, but that was a nice little alter, alternative. And then I went to college and forgot about them. My wife, Dee, she is a huge Durani. Um, between Jane's Addiction, and Duran Duran, that's all she needs in life, and she has reintroduced me to some of the stuff. And Duran, we got tickets. We're gonna go see them in Ohio, and I'm trying to talk Sean into that too. So. Yeah, uh, they're a solid band. Have you ever watched the Wembley live at Wembley, Duran Duran? I can't believe I'm talking about Duran Duran. I'm gonna get so much shit for this. <laughs> but hey, they're a good band. <laughs> I'm a casual fan, but I agree they're a lot better than the singles you hear on the radio. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's exact. That's the ticket. Yes, hundred percent. Hey man, where are you from? Are you from Boston? No, I'm down here in Philadelphia. You're in Philadelphia. But I, I, okay. I live in New Jersey. Okay. Yeah, I was um, going to say Jersey guy. I was wrong twice. Okay. What part, of, what part of Jersey? Is it like Morristown or somewhere around there? A little bit down from that. I'm close to like Camden. Mm. Okay. Like I'm I, right uh, over I, the bridge from Philly. Okay. Right across so, the bridge. Yeah. In, in, in the, so I grew up in uh, Pennsylvania in a town called Blairsville. And in the summer of 97 and also the summer of 99, I went out to a, uh, it was like a summer youth camp, um, to, uh, to, to work as a counselor for, um, it was like, uh, summer education for inner city youth from, um, from New Jersey. And, uh, it was in a town called Clinton or Blair's 
yeah. the, the town I was in was actually called Blairstown. Was that Bandcamp? Was, was, was that Bandcamp, Sean? No, it wasn't Band. Well, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Bandcamp, but it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was definitely the camp experience. Um, but uh, but um, you know, I, I got introduced to all kinds of other music out there. You know, that sum the that that first summer, and then the second summer there was. Uh, a bunch of uh, Irish youth brought in to, to be part of the uh, count counselors and, um, you know, got to meet a whole crew of those people. And, um, yeah, it was fun, fun time. But anyways, that I've, I've been to New Jersey a few times, um, sometimes just for training for work. I would go out to Morristown, New Jersey. But, um, you know, I spent a couple of summers out there down by Clinton, which I think is probably, I don't know, would that be maybe – south of where it's it's not far from the delaware water gap ah. uh, oh okay where you, where you cross into uh new jersey I, i'm way down from that um yeah. i'm probably like an hour drive to atlantic city oh okay so i'm i'm down further uh yeah. pretty never... much like center city philadelphia if you could just go straight over into jersey mm-hmm. that's kind of where i'm at in jersey yeah i have family yeah. out there yeah i'm familiar with the area but yeah, okay. a lot of you guys had a lot of good metal clubs for quite some time there. I'm sure they've all dissipated since then. Unfortunately. Yeah. Boo. Hey, here's something too. Being a record label, I I just heard this on a uh, Trunk Nation earlier today. You know, Eddie Trunk flying that flag for heavy metal. Sorry, I'm, I just punched <laughs> yeah. the microphone. Um, this is an interesting thought because it affects my job too. But gas prices are affecting tours right now. Um, when oh, you get, you, let's say you got to put it in perspective, you know, you're like, you know, people think, oh, wah, wah, wah. Uh, but when you look at a band like Ghost, they have nine trucks that travel yeah. everywhere. <laughs> Do you have any idea? And gas doubled that, that puts, that just completely, um, well, it just paralyzes the whole process, you know? I guess it's not an and, issue for you guys, but you probably do drive <laughs> to get to cl- yeah. gigs. And- I mean, and, and you're right. And I mean, look at like, uh, speaking of like white zombie, look at Rob zombie. I mean, he probably has yeah. truckloads of shit for all his props and stuff he does. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, right. a lot of us on, on machine man, uh, I guess that's, I don't know what to call it. I mean, yeah, we're definitely an indie label. Um, like we're probably one step up from like, uh, uh, what the hell is that? I can't even think of the name, but it's like, a Ipecac. No, there was like a term, like, uh, like a distro label or something like that. I can't think of the term anymore. Uh, but yeah, that, that was a good show. I, have you heard spotlights yet? I'm curious what you would think, Chris, cause no, I, I don't even know them. I'm sorry. Try it. I just have a feeling you might like that. Um, okay. all right. So. Uh, do you have any shows planned? Are you guys still in the planning process of booking or are you not even ready yet? Uh, yeah, that's kind of what I was saying earlier. Like, yeah. I, I think I'm kind of done playing live. So it's that's just okay. too much, uh, too much for, for like no return. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's kind of what I was saying. Like, uh, we're definitely below somebody like an Ipecac, you know, or Ipecac or however you say it. Um, we're, you know, we play like the bands on the label. We kind of just, we're pretty much local. We might be playing like tri-state area, but most of us just can't afford to do even like a, an East coast tour, let alone a U.S. tour. Um, 
And, and me personally, you know, it machine man literally is me. So, mm-hmm. uh, unless I take out like a $20,000 loan, like <laughs> clearly I can't afford to send them on tour right? Okay. Um, or myself on tour. And on top of that, obviously our day jobs are ruling our lives. Um, it's, it's tough. It really is. So I know there's a lot of bands that, that do play, uh, decent news, I think pre-pandemic they were playing, you know, at least once a month. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, they're they're um, they're one of the ones that like when Machine Man kind of uh, I don't I don't want to say blew up, but they're one of the ones that you know definitely came came out and when we kind of like more people started hitting me up, you know, hey, can I come to can I join you like. Yeah. Okay. It was weird, you know. It wasn't like me finding other people saying, "Oh, hey, do you want to like come play with my little label?" Like, ah, ha, ha, you know. <laughs> or it wasn't like me and my friends, you know, like like Mike Krebs, you know, or Josh and Retaliate. Um, so it was it was weird, you know. It was a weird experience for me. And so, yeah. uh, they, I, <laughs> I used to describe people to them to people as like a hardcore version of like Ramstein. Hey. All right. <laughs> like, like if Ramstein was like a hardcore band, you know, like, Oh, I would like that. Yeah. Like, you know, like that's kind of how I described it. Like the, the vocalist, um, changed his style a little bit between albums. Hmm. Uh, uh, his name is Caleb, I think. Yeah. Caleb. And Eddie is, is a great dude too. Um, you know, he plays a lot of different things and does, I, I, to, to my knowledge, he does most, if if not all of like the programming and guitar work and stuff like that. I think they're one guy. Oh, Jesus, they're gonna they're all gonna hate me for this, and I'm forgetting his name. <laughs> they'll they'll get a second chance. Don't worry, man. We'll yeah, just play their stuff. The, if one, they the want. one guy helps Eddie out a lot. Like I know that, and I think Caleb is is maybe playing some guitar and stuff like that now. Um, oh, Jesus, I cannot remember his name. Um. <laughs> I know he's the blonde dude in the promos. That's all I can tell you. Um, but I'm, I'm, my Caleb, brain's mush. Eddie and Lakin. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Ah, oh, sweet Jesus. I was about to look it up myself. <laughs> he, I, I only say that because my, ba- my brain is going the mush and because <laughs> Lakin kind of stepped away a little bit. Uh, cause I think he had a kid, but he still like plays some shows when he can. And he still helps Eddie out with music. So I'm like, he's still in the band, but it's weird. Like he's like a collaborator, but he's in the band. I, I don't know how to explain it. So my my brain just forgot for a second. Thank you very much. It's a it's a, a long day. Sean is mad. Um, Sean Captain Sexy can be magical. He, he, yeah, he, he's magical at times. Yes. Yeah. No. No. Thank you very much. Seriously. And uh, yeah. So I mean, a lot of us. Yeah, we're we're like that. You know. And. I think the pandemic has screwed it, screwed us and screwed smaller bands more than the bigger bands, obviously. And then you have, you know, the gas prices and (laughs) hell, I just filled my car up yesterday and it was 50 bucks. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. 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 And I mean, all I do is drive it to damn work. So, I mean, (laughs) you know, like imagine if I was, you know, touring and stuff. I mean, funny you say that earlier about, um, you know, Mr. Haggerty sounding like Tim Scold because he actually opened for Tim Scold. Whoa. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Yes. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, North Jersey, I think it's, it was, um, 
closer to to New York, so it was about a two hour drive uh, fr- from like the Philly area. And it's this. It was a place. I think it was called Dingbats. Oh, okay. Yeah, that place is famous. Uh, Jose Mangan on Liquid Metal on uh, Sirius XM talks about. He used to uh, DJ there and have bands and live and live interviews there. So it was known yeah. as, as a metal joint for quite some time. I'm, I've never yeah, been there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a cool little place. Um, unfortunately, uh, the show kind of was not all that great, and I think he was a little despondent. Uh-huh. Um, the sound guy either like screwed him over on purpose Jeez. or screwed him over because he was inept. I, I'm not really sure what the problem was, but like there was sound issues beyond belief. And I would think I was filming it too, and it was so bad. Like Mike told me to just like delete it. Mm. You know, like that's how bad it was. <laughs> I've been there. That that's rough. That's rough. Um, oh, I hear you, Sean. We you think, go ahead, you Sean. Think the I'm sorry. Guy purposefully like screwed him over. The problem, I don't know, because my problem is I I was standing next to him, and you know I literally heard him say. He's a laptop band. That's why it sounds this way. I can't help him. Oof. Yet he'd be offended by being called a laptop band. And I was like thinking going, well, then what the hell are you going to do for Scold? It's only like three dudes. Yeah. And and most of them have backing tracks or samplers plugged in too. So I'm like, what the hell's the difference between what my man Mike's doing? Which, yes, he had a laptop. I mean, I, you know, Varicilla literally is Chris and I in a laptop on stage. So, I mean, whatever. Godflesh was two dudes in a drum machine on stage, yep. too. Yeah, I, I was going to mention that. I met Justin Broderick. Those guys were amazing live with that. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I don't really understand that what he what like his thought process was. Um, you know, Mike was doing some live keyboards, live guitars, obviously vocals. And then they had the laptop and then he had a bass player with him, too. And that bass player was doing uh, some backup vocals and stuff, too. But, like, even that was, like, messed up. Like, there was just something not right, period. And I just don't really know what the deal was. Mm, that sounds personal, and that's I think, really ugly. I, I think I think it must have been the sound guy, because I think it's derogatory to say he's just a laptop band, because obviously yeah. he's playing all the music to record Mm-hmm. the the songs and yes. you know it's just a matter of how do you present that in a live presentation i mean just just as an example we we went a few years ago to see three teeth play three teeth and, yeah um horror opened up for them ho9909 i don't know yeah. if you know that and, yeah and my god they were amazing live mm. and one would say maybe that they were a laptop they had a drummer two singers and it was, you know, all programmed, right? That the, the singers weren't doing anything um, really live. But, um, it, you know, it, the sound guy can can make or, make break. or break you. Yeah. Uh, we yeah, saw that. Definitely. And what are you going to tell? Uh, okay, there's a whole genre called rap. Are you going to tell a rapper that, oh, well, you're a drum machine band? Uh, no. 
All right, that's insane. Exactly. Yeah, come on. Yeah, that that's that's shitting on um, an artist, and that's 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 you know, there's all types of artists. As a matter of fact, the people, the guys, that guy that does our background music here, um, D Factor. His name's John. I I won't give his last name because he's very shy and humbled, but shy. Um, he um, he's amazing, and he can do. He works a synthesizer. He's an amazing guitarist. Uh, he can pick up a bass and play it if he wants to, and he can sing, but he stays away from it. But he's, he mostly does cover tunes for us. But he's somebody I would definitely throw your way at some point because he'd be valuable valuable in your arsenal. Um, I want to get into retaliate. Is it retaliate of anger? Is that the band? Yes. Okay. Um, and the song was relic. Uh, I think that's the album. That's the, the album. Song might be after it uh did i pick destroyer yeah uh, yes you shelter? did yes you did destroyer yep okay i i only know it because of like the chorus so <laughs> i i just didn't want to say the chorus <laughs> that's cool all right no no but, we'll, we'll give them a shot Wait, can you tell us a little bit about them yeah that's my boy josh um he kind of stepped away a little bit too again life gets in the way, in the way. and he was considered essential personnel with his day job during the pandemic. So I, you know, the past two plus years, he's been kind of, you know, dealing with this shit and <laughs> kind of, I think he got burnt out too. Easy Last to I do. heard he's, he is doing some stuff now and he's working on some, you know, I guess tidbits. Um, I, I, you know, he knows my door is open that if he wants to come and use my, you know, quote unquote home studio, loosely loose term there, uh, and, you know, do stuff here or, ha you know, maybe I can help him like mix master, like whatever. He knows my door is open. Um, but Josh is great. Um, he kind of has also another thing called dissolve. That's more like a metal band, hmm. uh, with, with kind of like screw. Like it's, it's more, um, you know, metal guitars screaming and like some synth and drum programming, you know, like that kind of stuff. Sean, you writing Whereas, that down? Did you write that one down? <laughs> they're they're like uh, we had. There's an issue there. I don't want to get into it, but we had to like erase the okay. EP from existence, and we're trying to figure out what to do next. But uh, Retaliate is kind of like his EBM band, so it's very. You know, uh, drum and bass with like some synth and crazy sounds. Um, speaking again of Lovecraft, his first album, Final Echo, has a lot of Lovecraftian uh, influences within the songs and the, and the lyrics. So it's pretty crazy. I never thought we'd have a crossover into H.P. Lovecraft after last episode. That's awesome. <laughs> I can never get enough of him anyway. I, I read all that stuff. I, I have a lot of it. And, and Sean, I got to let you borrow some of that. All right. Well, yep. let's get... Uh, We'll get into uh, Relic right now. I'm sorry, the, the album's Relic, but Destroyer's a song uh, from Retaliate of Anger. Again, Machine Man Records, Chris Bollinger, thank you so much. And we'll be right back, folks, and thank you so much for listening. And check out Machine Man Records if you know after the show, during the show, if you want to see what's coming up next. Because there is something coming up. We're going to end the show with a, a, a Null Cell song, which I played before, and I dig the tune. But yeah, look up Machine Man Records and uh, come back and listen to us. And check out Chris Bollinger. He's on Facebook. We'll get into all his socials after this.
All right, folks, we're back. And unfortunately, Sean is not with us anymore. Yes, we're killing him off on this episode. He, uh, well, he was on call for work, and he apologized to Mr. Bollinger here. This happens to him usually when he's having the greatest times, too, because I know he wanted to talk with you. And uh, the last time Sean, had, uh, Captain Sexy here had to leave during an interview was Martin Atkins. So you've got that to your credit. <laughs> no worries. I, like, I, uh, like we talked with Sean you know, off air, I guess you want to call it. Mm -hmm. I fully understand. I mean, you know, his type of job is I, I'm similar. Yeah. I mean, I'm basically on call. But if the office isn't, you know, burning down, I don't answer it off hours. Right. Gotcha. You got to keep your sanity. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Which is going to lead me to my next question. Um, what is the worst experience in your machine man records development? Uh, I, hmm. I, I I don't even know if I want to talk about it. Even better. We could save it for next time. <laughs> That's no, totally up just, to you, man. I, I think I try not to air dirty laundry too much. I mean, I mean, I really it would just be uh, as a broad stroke. You know, I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to get into specifics. Yeah. You know, there is some people I, I like I said, I just, you know, everybody's different. Everybody has a different situation. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. That's cool. Um, no, you already told a good one though. When you told, when you said that you're playing to a crowd that was just the three people and everybody's bands and their girlfriends, I've seen that. You're not alone. That yeah. happens a lot. Tuesday nights everywhere. That happens. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a, tr yeah, no, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, um, it's lack of promotion. Sometimes if a city doesn't promote it or a club doesn't promote it, I get mad at that. That's when I get irritated because I do what I can here, and which is you know limited capacity. But for God's sakes, you know, get your friends together. When we were, I was a kid. Now you're 12 years younger than me. Um, you went to a show. You went with eight of your friends. Uh, I grew up on yeah. Long Island. We went into the city. We went. You may have heard tell of Sundance, that old club in in the, on Long Island. But the Ritz in New York, yeah. the Ritz, the Ritz Two. Yeah, you usually had any anywhere near five to eight people that were going and you all it was an event i don't know that that happens anymore no it, it's uh and i'll and i'll get back to your your question here too That's in cool. a second That's cool. but um yeah it's pretty much the internet i mean it's a double-edged sword yeah the internet has allowed uh little bands like mine or little labels like machine man and us little bands on this little label to reach a, a wider audience. I mean, like mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier, I have a fan in Amsterdam, or Varicilla has a fan in Amsterdam. Uh -huh. um, we have a fan in Australia. You know, obviously, 40 years ago, you would have had to have toured Amsterdam and Australia. Yeah. That person would have had to have come to the show <laughs> to be, you know, see the band and be the fan. Right? But now the internet allows you to reach this person via whatever goddamn site we're on. <laughs> um, but the, the backdrop or you know the downside to it is yeah if i'm playing uh you know even a mid-level club um i can't remember the name of it i think it was north star bar okay uh mm -hmm. we, we opened for uh throw kill cult oh wow good show yeah it really was they're um, good live man and the drummer we were talking about skinny puppy earlier mm -hmm. the drummer i oh, jesus christ i forget his name um he's got dreadlocks <laughs> he he plays drums for Skinny Puppy. He was drumming for TKK oh, yeah. on that tour. Okay. Ah oh, shit, I cannot think of his name. He, <laughs> um, this is gonna haunt you tonight when you're in the middle. You're trying yeah, to sleep. All this shit's gonna come back to you. 
because <laughs> no offense to anybody else at all, you know, in, in the other three bands or maybe four, I forget. And also speaking of frontline, um, Jeremy, I forget his last name, but oh. he was playing keyboards with um, frontline. He passed away a couple of years ago. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like Jeremy Inkle or Inkling or actually Sean I, I would know. How, That's when I need him. He knows that band well. Yeah, I, I forget how to pronounce it, but he he was uh, playing keyboards with. Uh, it might have been. It might have been his other band. Um, and shit, I can't think of the name of that band too. But they were crazy live. I loved them. <laughs> um, anyway, and no offense to like TKK or any of the other bands, but. The drummer dude from Skinny Puppy was really the only one that like came up to us and was like, hey, how you doing? No. So like, you know, he was that's why it's going to haunt me. You know, he was <laughs> the one that approached us. And and again, like no offense to anybody. I really tried to stay out of everybody's way because it's groovy fucking man. I'm not right. going to go and bother groovy, you know, like <laughs> I, I just letting everybody do their thing. I'm this little ass band and I'm not bothering people. I mean. I, that's just me. I almost met Tom Savini in an elevator and I, he was, you know, like fucking two feet away from me and I just didn't want to bother him because uh, right. You know, um, it's Tom Savini and I'm not going to be that guy. There's uh, a, a history of that on this show as well. Savini's, he lives near us and we, we we're always yeah. in the same places. <laughs> we'll just say that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, 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 uh, Jesus, um, trying to i i'm so my brain is no don't worry about it man i I know what you're saying i Um, ran into chris Verena, or however you say his last name but not the old nine inch nails drummer yeah and and he was playing with this band um yeah my brain is mush he was playing with this band that he produced and he was just chilling out after the show um uh you know like at the soundboard and um we were like leaving and i was like oh shit it's chris like holy shit you know and I literally just kind of like passed by him, shook his hand, was like, dude, you know, big fan. You're awesome. Great show. Like, I'm not going to bother you. Right. He said, thank you. He shook my hand. And like, that was it. Like, I, I'm, you know, I'm just not that guy. I get it. But, you know, like it, it, it's it's very, you know, different now. Like you said, with the inter- like, or you went with eight of your friends and you did all this. And yeah. now like the Internet you stay home with your eight friends and you just stream the damn thing on your internet or, you know, you know, like somebody's going to be in the audience with a camera phone filming it and it's going to be up on YouTube within the hour. So they just watch it on YouTube. Yeah. I don't like it. I mean, you need that. I like feeling that bass go right through you. Uh, you know what though here? And I also, I can't stand when I'm, especially when I'm driving, when I'm driving or walking or whatever, or better yet, I'm listening to my nice sound system and somebody puts a phone yeah. on my phone on my face. Listen to this. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Until you could put a Bose surround sound on your phone. I don't want to look at that video sound like shit. You know, I just, I can't, that's just my, you know what? That's me being old, but that's not how no, I listen you're... to music. If I want to enjoy music, I have a very particular way of doing it. And it's not on the phone. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was just about to say. You're not old. You're particular. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, I'm, I'm and old. <laughs> I, I'm of a very similar mindset. Like, you know, I'll, I at least have to have headphones if I'm listening to something, even if they're not great headphones, right. but yeah, you know, like, like, uh, like when Mike gave me his song the other day, I was at work. So like, clearly I'm not anywhere near a good sound system where I can preview this, 
but I kind of just threw it on, you know, put my headphones on at work and just listened to it for like five minutes. And I was like, Oh, okay. All right. All right. You know, and then I got a gist of it, mm-hmm. but I still need to like throw it on in my car and like get the full effect or get my, uh, my studio monitors upstairs. You know, I need to put it on up there and just sit back and listen to it. Like you're saying with your bows, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's just the way, and just like we have, we have vinyl too, uh, in this house and the new Deftones hasn't left the record player. Uh, that's an amazing album. Um, that between that and the new Duran, it's sitting there. It's revolving around <laughs> Duran. I still have, I still have to get to the new Deftones. Oof. Um, it, it's one song, dude. Uh, that's the way I look at a great album. <laughs> it's one damn song. You just listen the whole thing backwards and forwards. It's so great. Um, it, speaking of old, I'm still listening to Around the Fur. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh God. Yeah. All of them are great. Yeah. That's in a tremendous live band. And Chino, as far as I'm concerned, they, he's being utilized better. Um, I think somewhere along the way they noticed this guy can really sing too. <laughs> Definitely. You know, it was probably the third or fourth album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he was just, you know, he was the hardcore stuff in the beginning, you know, a lot of yeah. screaming, you know, and that's that, that's what it was. You know, I was out in California at that time, and that's what was going on. And that's where I found Definitely. them, to tell you the truth, right when they came out. Um, now, uh, we already know you're a horror movie fan. You talk, you talk about Empty Man. Now, that soundtrack, because uh, I remember liking it, too. Is it um, a score or is it bands? Um, I'm not even it's sure. A score. It's a score. It's, okay. it's Christopher Young plus another guy who does kind of like industrial electronic music. And I guess he kind of like helped Christopher young or guessed it on it. I'm not mm. really sure. Cause he's only on maybe like six out of the 20 songs. Okay. And I'm not really sure the guy's name. It's like, it starts with an L, but, um, Christopher young, he did, uh, the Hellraiser score. Oh, right. Oh, wow. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so, you know, it's going to be dark and moody and good. That that explains a lot, and the, yeah, that did add a lot to that film, man. Um, yeah, soundtracks again. That believe there's not enough emphasis put on them in your recent years, where it used to be. And we've had this show many times where Sean and I will discuss soundtracks. I, I, a lot of my CD collections, it's soundtracks from films with all these great yep. bands, you know. And you discover new yep. bands that way. That was a way to discover new bands. It really was totally. Yeah, there's another there's another podcast um, that my cousin is friends with the guys. Uh, they're called New Breed. Okay. Uh, New Breed podcast, and mm-hmm. um, they uh, we were oh geez, wet dog just showed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, dogs always we were, get on this show, man. They always end up on the show. <laughs> we got them here too. She, it must have just been outside. But um, <laughs> anyway, um, those guys are great, and you know if if you check their stuff out, like I highly recommend it. Um, but I was on their show a couple of years ago and we were talking about like the Mortal Kombat soundtrack, yeah, you know, yeah. the Judgment Night soundtrack, um, Spawn, oh, you know, stuff is, like that yeah. that had that mix of like metal and electronic. Mm-hmm. Uh, 3,000 Miles to Graceland. That's a great one. Yeah. Uh, that's a great one. Lots of oh, tons. I, I can't, we can go on that forever. We did two shows on that, <laughs> yeah. at least two shows on that. Um, yeah. So, all right. Um, is there anyone you'd like to work with or acquire onto Machine Man Records that you haven't yet? Uh, well, all right, before I answer that, let me just finish your <laughs> Everything's <other> controversial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a little tough. I'm sorry. That's but right. let me let me just finish your other question. Um yeah. like you said about like the worst 
I guess, part. I mean, well, yeah, you kind of did, but you, this, yeah, yeah. This, the the real, I guess, the basic answer is just there were a couple people that I was dealing with that were just, I guess, not who I thought, and there were even some people that were trying to join that, uh, you know, I guess they just had a big misconception. Wow. And you know, when they heard that. I'm not going to give them like millions of dollars and they're not going to be like the next, you know, whatever touring the world. They were like, well, you know, fuck you and peace out. And I'm like, okay, holy shit. I like, if anything, I'm extremely upfront more than I should be. Mm. And I don't know where these people got these ideas from, but that that's a little disconcerting to me. Like you still have that. I think Dave Grohl said it in an, in an interview you still have that mentality where people get on the voice or get on America's got talent and they think they're just going to be superstars the next day. Yeah. I've met those people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just don't get it. And, and people just don't put in the work. Mm. Um, you know, there's a lot of people, uh, yeah, you know, they just don't want to promote, I guess is the word. I don't know. I know. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they want, it's all or nothing kind of, but you, you know what? It took me 15 years of different podcasting to get the listenership I have now. And it's, it is paying off now. Uh, but 15 years, 15, you know, that's a long time. Exactly. That's a lot of day jobs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so I guess to lead into the, your other question here, your new question, there's a lot of people. I mean, most of them I think I'd have to pay. Like, you know, maybe I'd have to pay Justin to do a remix Ooh, or, yeah. you know, because, because, I mean, I don't see me and him ever working together. Do you mean Justin, Justin Broderick, Godflesh? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Justin from Godflesh. Yeah, man. Oh, um, God. I, I just, I'm talking about him like we're goddamn friends. He would, um, he would do it, though, if he had the time and got to know you and you'd had this conversation. He's the type of guy that would do it. Yeah, and that's the sad part. Like, right? Uh, if if I if I yeah, I like I don't even know how to start that. I mean, I follow him on Facebook, but mm. a, as I mentioned with the other celebrities, like it's just not me. I'm fine with giving him like five thousand dollars. Here's the the master files. Do your remix. I'm gonna love it anyway. So what do I care? <laughs> you sound um, like me. I, we, speak- yeah, we're from the same mold, my friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, so I get like, it. Yeah. I, I just don't want to. I don't know. I don't want to come off fake, I guess is the word. And I don't want people to think I'm using them because they are who they are. And also I don't, I guess I don't want to ruin my perception of them too. You know, I love the band. I love them. So I just maybe want to keep it at that. I I don't, I don't know how to say that. No, I get it. Sorry, go ahead. I get it. I get what you're saying. Uh, Like actually to call back to what you were talking about earlier, um, earlier on when I started doing this, it wasn't called Kettlewoose Radio, it was Red Horse Radio, and I worked with these other guys, and we were at a convention. We did a lot of horror conventions, lots of horror conventions, and I, I'm, I'm a horror author myself, and um, we were in this, oh, cool. this, this one con- – thank you – and um, this one convention, um, and Doug Bradley was there. He's at all the ones in Pittsburgh because he lives in the area. Doug Bradley, pinhead to the novices yes. out there. Great – very nice guy, uh, classy, class act. But we were um, – vending in the same area you know and he was like down the road from me i went and bought his book and talked to him a little bit 
And I said, hey, if you got time, come on over. I have my laptop. We can, I'd love to interview you. And he was cool about it, but he started getting a crowd, you know. So I, I walked away, went back to my spot. Anyway, he went walking by and he gave me a glance, like maybe now type of thing. And I did that thing where I was just kind of like, you know what? This is his house. We're all here for the same reason. I don't want to bother him right now like a fanboy, you know? Yeah. Let him walk around and be pinhead right now. <laughs> exactly. That's what I want. And- Exactly. And that's what I was about to say next. You know, uh, Jay from White Zombie, he's another one. Like, I'm 99% sure I'm going to have to give him like five or ten thousand dollars and have an awesome song and just be like, can you please play guitar on this? That's so awesome. Yeah. I, you know, again, speaking of convention, there's um, Monster Mania here in New Jersey. Ooh, I know of it. But I think, yeah, I was going to say, I think they also do maybe around the Pittsburgh area or something like that. I, I can't remember. There's a few. Um, yeah. But they, uh, uh, J- uh, Jay, Sean and John Tempesta, uh, Sean, you know, the bass player, Sean. Yeah. Um, of course. she was on my show. Like, I interviewed her here. Oh dude. Yeah. I got to find that then too. Yeah. She I doesn't do a lot. That. She doesn't do a lot of interviews. I was green, meaning I was pretty, I was fanboy. I, I was a fanboy, you know, and I stumbled on questions and, you know, everything you want to ask that you shouldn't and you do. And, like, you know, like, I remember that time you we were in the Beatles, you know, I'm just pulling out my Chris Farley shit. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. I, it just, you know, I, I, I will not go back and listen to it. So you go ahead. <laughs> I, I <will laughs> well, and, I, and it's funny you say that because that's almost what happened to me at the convention. Oh, no. Um, they did like a, a mini reunion. Uh, oh, I, I don't even remember. It must have been like five, six years ago at this point. But the wife got, um, she got me like a, like a, a photo op and like a signing opportunity thing. So I have a photo with all three of them. It's pretty cool. Nice. And, um, Very but nice. you know, I was actually a little like, like disheartened. I, I was there talking to the three of them and like, nobody seemed to give a shit at the convention. It just seemed to be me. Oh, and, that's annoying too. Yeah. And like, I could see like. You know, I could see like they may may have been disheartened. You know, I, I don't know. I know what you, you know, mean. Like, may, like maybe they, yeah, like maybe they were like sitting there thinking like, man, maybe we are nothing without Rob. You know, oh, when in man. fact that's not true. That's not course. true. Sean's music, her music, her surf rock stuff is so great. Famous yes. monsters, yeah, she's yes. great, and she's a great, she's a legend in her own time. Um, exactly. And I had her, um, Dava She Wolf was on my show more than a few times, and they did Tomorrowland Blues. They did that um, that album together. It's right over here. I have the vinyl. But did they? Nice. Were they actually like physically disappointed in front of you at that show? I, I really can't say. It just. If anything, like maybe they were like they looked bored because there was nobody there oh, or, or I'm sorry, there was nobody at their booth. But like like to the point of which is also my point about grabbing Jay and who I want to work with. Um, I was talking to Jay for like an hour straight. So like clearly nobody was rushing, you know, and tr- uh, rushing in and trying to like push me to decide to get to them. And I'm sitting there talking to Jay, like you just said, you were talking to Sean, and I'm asking him all these dumbass questions, and we're having, you know, like just a powwow pretty much. And you know, I I also learned some things that I don't think I ever read in any interview, so it was also nice to talk to him. It's, um, it's you, invaluable stuff when you meet them. Um, exactly. I mean, all three of them were great. 
But I, for some reason, Jay just was more open than the other two. Yeah, maybe they were relieved to not get mobbed for a change too. I don't know. I don't know. I hate when I'm in places though, and the crowd, and well, the crowd doesn't realize who they're in the presence of, and that unfortunately, this may affect you. Millennials don't seem to care. <laughs> they do not seem to care lately. They could be standing right I, next to someone and not know it. Yeah, I think you're right. It's I, I don't, don't really want to say that, but you might be right. There's something but, to it. They'd rather, you know what exactly. it is. I, what I've seen, like they could be in the same presence with them. Um, and I see this because I'm on the, on the vending side too. And as you get younger kids too, and younger kids, I mean twenties and thirties, um, mm-hmm. and like the, I'll 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 be like, oh my god, they're standing right next to. They don't even realize they're next to a legend. And I'll watch them go outside. And if I'm going outside too to get some air, they'll be taking pictures of each other and talking about what they just did instead of going, <laughs> yeah. you know, like instead of like going up and meeting these people, you know, they're not going to be around forever. And this, and it's not like they're going to come back. You know, um, you, you had a very unique experience. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm serious. Like I, I just, I didn't, I didn't expect it. I think like, I, I think I went to Sean first. I um, <laughs> I don't, I don't really remember what happened. or or the order or maybe i was talking to jay then i went to sean john and then like maybe magically went back to jay somehow i don't i don't remember (laughs) but like we were just talking and shooting the shit and like all of a sudden we start talking about um the god of thunder ep because i was telling him how like i really love the song love razor it's one of my favorite white zombie songs that Mm -hmm. like is not really well known because it was right before they got signed and right before they did La Sex. It's on a, and, a Let Them Die Slowly, right? Is it on that one? Uh, a God of Thunder EP, right? Oh, right okay. after Let Them Die Slowly. Okay, okay. I believe yeah, it or not, yeah. I have those on. I have them on CD. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do crazy. too. Yeah, crazy? and I even have bootlegs. I mean, that's how much of a Ooh. crazy fan I am. But damn, that's besides the point. That's all right. But um. <laughs> I, I I was a huge White Zombie fan when I was young. Yeah, um, they same. still probably are one of my like top three favorite bands. Great live act. Um, oh, they they. Uh, did you see the Pantera tour with them? See, and that's my regret. I was too young, and uh-huh. nobody would take me. And my mom straight up told me, "I don't like this music. I'm not taking you." Ah, uh, you should. I would have taken it. Um, that's where I saw the Deftones live for the first time. They opened for that show, and my yep. sister, my took my sister to see it. My little sister, seven years younger than me, and she was really impressed. Not a metalhead after that night. The first, <laughs> nice. Yeah. The was... first time, the first time I saw, I guess Rob White Zombie, whatever you want to say, was the Hellbilly tour that he did in '98. Like the first run, wow. and I was um I was just about to be sixteen. I literally was like three weeks shy of sixteen, <laughs> and it was nuts. And it was a school night, and the only way that I got to go was because I again my mom was like I'm not taking you. I don't like this. <laughs> right. So I I bought an extra I like I paid for it a fifteen year old, and I bought a ticket for my friend who eventually paid me back. And then I bought a ticket for my one uncle because so, we had to have a parent, you know. Uh-huh. So my uncle got to go and he got, you know, a free show, I guess. <laughs> did, he, did he like it? Oh, yeah. He's he's okay. like a big Twisted Sister fan. <laughs> so he, he at least likes metal. The sisters. Um, yes, I, I was. I had to, I had um, Stay Hungry on cassette. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. Twisted Sister. I was all about them when they came. And right. I went through that whole phase. <laughs> Wow. But hey, then, man, um, to me, it's not a phase. Like Twisted Sister, I I argue people they're not a hair metal band. Right. Like people lump them in with hair metal. 
right. Well, it's easy to do. Right. That's because it's easy. Uh, Joey Ramone, <laughs> Joey Ramone would be on your side because he was a fan. He didn't look at them as a hair metal band either. Exactly. Uh, right. But you know what happened to me? Like Megadeth and Metallica and Slayer came around, and everything. It was hard to go back to some of that hair. And I hate hair metal. I hate calling it that. Glam metal, whatever that period was. There's yeah. a lot of there was a lot of good music that came out of that. I still listen to L.A. Guns. Um, there's yeah. two variations yeah, of them, but yeah, I mean, um, and we've had this argument before where they, <laughs> I think Guns N' Roses, not Nirvana, Guns N' Roses destroyed that decade and made it their own. They, after that, there was no going back, you know, then Nirvana came around <laughs> and I'm a, I, I think, a huge Nirvana I, I'll fan. agree, but I, wrong. I think I'll argue that, uh, Guns N' Roses may have been like the start of it, mm. but I think like Nirvana was like the nail in the coffin. Oh, definitely the nail in the coffin. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously Nine Inch Nails came around and they basically killed grunge. Yeah, everything changed. So, you know, like it, it, it's a whole weird like 88 to like 99, 98. Like that whole 10 year period is very weird. It is a weird period. A lot of different sounds, though, and a lot of talented yeah. ones. Shit, you could even say Cypress Hill, you know. Yeah, came out. Oh, totally. And they're total. They're metalheads. Not a lot of people know that. They they love Ozzy. Um, all right. Well, you know what? We can. Me and you, we just pretty much proved we could do this for four hours. Um, <laughs> yeah. But let's get to our, our last song of the night from Null Cell. Over the top. I don't know if you sent me the remix or the original version, but we played a remix or uh, a couple of months back. Um, yeah, great yeah. song. I, I love it. I'm uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I guess the first thing for that is uh, actually uh, Isabella is is the main person there. Um, she just changed the name to Sister Cell because I think kind of like Krebs, there was an issue. OK, so there's going to be some changes soon. Like I have to pull down the artwork, re-upload it, that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, world premiere again, Sister Cell. Um, and I gave you. Uh, I guess I'll boost my ego. I gave you my remix, the Varicella remix of Over the, top. the original song. Okay. So I, I guess that's I'm what you should have. I'm confused with like um, when you said Sister Cell, that's a, a different version of Null Cell or? Null Cell's changing their name. They're changing their name. Sister okay. Cell. You know what's funny? I have been wrong about each song for a different reason tonight. <laughs> No, but you're fine because <laughs> I, I, that's why I left it as null cell. It's not like it, it's kind of official, but not. So I didn't bother correcting things. I just <laughs> left it as null cell. And there we go. All right. Well, so you know? be it. Um, and you said Isabella, is, does she have a last name or we're not disclosing that? Uh, I, it's fake. She goes by Isabella Chains. Okay. That's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. So she From wouldn't... Nebraska, uh, out there in Nebraska. That's my next question, because some of you, like a band like Goma, G-O-M-A, I kind of dug a couple of things they did. Um, where are they from? Uh, it's one of the Dakotas. I think it's North Dakota. Wow. Okay. I was going to say, it was, I thought it was further south or Texas or something, but okay, cool. It kind of goes with... I think he's from California, but he moved up there. Nice guy. Nice guy. He is. Yeah. Very gracious, actually. We're going to have to play some more of their stuff. Do you have anything new from them uh, recent or not yet? He's, I think, finishing up an EP, last I heard. Good. Um, again, life got in the way, and I think uh, I think he's only doing, like, maybe five or six songs, the last I heard. Okay. I He sent me, like, two or three, but 
as I said earlier, I was traveling for work and I just I haven't gotten to them. That's cool. Yeah, well, we'll get to them because I look forward to it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, let's get into the ever changing Null Cell, uh, sister cell they are now. Uh, the over the top remix, right by you. Correct. Correct. All right, and uh, Chris Bollinger, I cannot thank you enough for doing this. Machine Man Records representing finally. Way overdue. We lost Sean along the way. You know, he, he seems to, we, he dies every episode, you know. But we bring <laughs> no him back. Worries. We bring him back. I declared him dead for three episodes once. That got a little scary because I didn't hear from him. So I think <laughs> got to watch what you, what you wish for. No, I would never wish that. No, but yeah, he's got, he's got a lot to talk about. Just a lot going on in his world right now. So we'll give him a pass today. Thanks for doing this. And uh, maybe I can make him happy by getting him a T-shirt or something. Oh, definitely. Like I said, send me some info and I'll shoot them out to you guys. Yeah, that'd be cool. And thanks for doing this. Now, you should tell everybody where to find Machine Man Records and uh, where to download the music. Oh, perfect. And again, thank you guys and thank you for the support, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, we have MachineManRecords.com. You, know, you can go to the website. Uh, we have the Bandcamp, you know, whatever that is, Bandcamp slash Machine Man Records. All of the bands are listed there. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Machine Man Records. You can search us. You can find us. No big deal. Um, if, like I said, if anybody is looking for a particular band, just go to the website or go to the uh, Bandcamp. Everything's listed right there. You can find everybody on the pages. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, folks, thanks for uh, listening to Kettle Whistle Radio tonight. Again, we're on iHeartRadio. Tell your friends. And you're not alone. Like I said, there's a lot, a lot of people listening. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, I am on Twitter for distribution reasons and helping friends, but I'm not really the biggest fan, but I'm under Fairly Dark. That's at Fairly Dark. We are on Instagram, kettle.whistle.radio. And that's been fun. Um, Facebook, you just find me, David Fairhead. And you can get, if you're interested in some horror books and you want to hear all the episodes, you can go to my site, and that is fairlydarkproductions1word.com. You'll see a promo for a comic book that initially comes up. It's a full-color anime comic called Demon Eye um, that I put out a while ago, but it's still available. The trailer's there. You might like that. It's kind of cool. Put together by my friend Erica Timko. She does... A lot of our soundtracks, she's in our house band, Yard Panther. And uh, i got to thank uh, Electric Prawn for their guitar interlude in the beginning of the song, Electric Prawn. We love those guys. And, of course, D-Factor, John, who I'm going to introduce to you. Uh, when you hear some of our sounds, uh, the background noise, uh, as far as music, that's him uh, remixing um, and doing cover tunes. But yet he is capable cool. of a lot more. I'm trying to get him to do some more of his own um, original stuff. But, yeah, I'll, I'll hook you up with John and see what you guys can come up with. It might be a match made in hell. Who knows? But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. And anything else you want to get out there, Chris? Um, uh, Shit, I'm not even sure. There's just a couple things coming. Uh, like you said, Michael's stuff's coming out. World premiere tonight. Everybody, hopefully everybody liked it. Yeah. Um, there's another dude, Tyler Cantrell. Oh, uh, yeah. He, you did send me yeah, that he's, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he's doing a ton of different things. Um, I think he just sent me a new, like, orchestral kind of thing. Interesting. That we're working out to put out soon. Um, I believe his metal band, Haxon, 
is oh. still finishing up their new album. You so. have so many crossovers. There's no wonder why I get everything wrong. Um, I, I, I love Haxon. Haxon is awesome. I passed on Haxon to uh, Erica Timko, who uh, she... Uh, exactly. Yeah, you know about that. Um, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Did she end up using their music? Yes. Cool. In, uh, like a fight scene with the with the puppets. The, yeah. the, the sock puppets. You know, if you want to yeah, get yeah, a, yeah. if you want a, a part, a bit part, she'll give you lines, man. She's always looking for people. Um, probably soon. She there's a lot of things happening right now. But if you're ever interested in uh, puppet sock puppet voices, I can arrange that for you. <laughs> hey, just tell. Yeah, I mean, I can do some different stuff. No worries. Just tell her to hit me up. Obviously, I I think I follow her on Facebook. I don't. Know I'm sure you do. Yeah, she's out in Austin. But. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, Fashion Trashin is the YouTube spectacular show. Fashion Trashin, folks. I was just about to say it. You're yeah. right. Yeah. And um, like you said, Goma, uh, we were talking about that. He's yeah. working on like a five, six song EP. Hopefully soon. I, I don't know. 2020, 20, or 2022, 2023. Um, is working on shit. Hopefully 23. Um, I, I don't know. Whatever. I have a ton of shit. Um. <laughs> And then uh, I think No Names is working on something, but oh, don't quote excited. me on that one. Very excited uh, about that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Sister Cell, formerly Null Cell, um, I think she's working on something. Plus, she just released uh, some small EP with, I think, like a couple covers and remixes. Cool. Um, Decent News just released a small EP. Uh, with some covers and, and like band. one or two originals, I think they're working on a new EP too. And thank you. I, I I'm not really sure. I got to follow up with them. Uh, yeah. And everybody's just kind of like we got stuff in the works. Maybe is the word. So okay. thank you to everybody. <laughs> yeah, you got it, man. Uh, you're always welcome back. If, if, I feel like we could probably talk forever. And um, next time, you know, I'll, I'll, <laughs> it's become part of the show now is harnessing uh, uh, Sean uh, and keeping him in his seat. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's not just it really isn't just me because like, uh, even if he's here, like I, I, if he's here in the studio, it's good. Uh, but if I swear, it's like his dogs get a hold of him. It's over. And, and but then I got to say, it is a, a funny thing from my dynamic. Um, I'm sitting here talking to a legend, Martin Atkins, right in my studio. He's on Sean's on call and I'm trying to stall Martin so I, that Sean can get his moment just to get a question. Sean is in my basement directly underneath me on call for work, working and talking to his boss and vice versa while I'm interviewing Martin Atkins. This is a Saturday afternoon. And Jeez. I'm like trying. Can you imagine trying to stall someone like that so your buddy can come up and ask a few questions? I would like, I would leave and and I'll tell Martin like, hey man, I, I got I'm gonna play a song. Give me one moment. You want to get something to drink? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Run, run downstairs. Sean, 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 you ready? Come on, come on. And he's like, uh, uh, soon, soon. Or he put his fingers up. One, one minute, one minute. And he never. Martin Atkins had to go. Great episode. Great guy. And Sean finished his work the minute we signed off. Ah, uh, that's a shame, man. <laughs> yeah, and I've been trying to get him back ever since, but I think we will get him again. He's a nice guy. Nice guy. Very he, Oh, he's so funny. I've never personally met him, but that's what I've heard. Yeah, he's funny. He's got books. Uh people love his books even if they don't like his music. I've met older folks that read his books. Um yep. older folks. I'm older now. <laughs> I'm an elder statesman, but okay, hey. Thank you for listening. And Chris, thanks for being here. Thanks for your contributions to the, the cause. 
and um, let's continue this. Awesome. Thank you. All right, folks, friends, and fiends, good night, and thanks for sticking by us. Yo, give me a beat.
Redefining Podcasting. Electric Acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. 